0: hello wherever you are in any part of the world hello from my heart to yours
1: welcome to down ballot we do the show live every tuesday seven thirty p.m till about whenever definitely not until nine though because lo- local love starts at nine support this project to patreon.com slash echoplex and if you're listening to the pod make sure you follow us on twitch twitch.tv slash echoplex media also go to echoplexmedia.com slash stickers you can see some of them on my microphone you can get some stickers that correspond to our emotes in the chat and um yeah, once these are gone, we'll make another pack with other emotes from our chat. It's the cutest idea, and it was the Media Winch's idea, and she has all the good ideas. I'm joined by my co-host, the Councilman. How you doing?
2: Uh, greetings, Bruce Dave. I'm doing great. Uh, yes, I have none of the good ideas, so I definitely rely on the Media Winch to bring all of those to the table. Um, but I'm happy to be here, as always, to dig into the local derp and to see what's happening uh, in our uh, uh, sphere of influence here.
1: Fantastic. Uh, you can pop by and pick up some of these stickers if you want some, by the way.
2: Oh, fabulous. And uh, we can one could procure those on the website if one were so inclined to give a donation of some sort to uh, the Equiplex Minions.
1: Yeah, the website says there's a couple ways. Uh, if you're a patron at $10 or over, you get them automatically. Um, if you've donated 50 total subs to the chat, you get them automatically. Uh, if you come in the chat and donate four subs, I'll send them to you. You just have to email us afterwards. Or if you send a thousand bits to the channel, we will also uh, send you some of these stickers. I'll send them that to anywhere was. in the world because I just sent some to Finland and it cost me a whole dollar seventy six. So I think I can fucking I think I could fucking live with that. <laughs> Were there any tariffs involved? No, no, because it was just paper that you only end up with. Uh, you only have to deal with customs. It's basically a little a sheet of stickers is still considered a letter. So,
2: oh, that's very that's very convenient. Well, excellent. So some more swag, Echoplex swag. Get it going. Get your Echoplex swag while you can. When you get some, when you get a new line of a. Uh, maddie star moon uh swag i think at some point maybe some sort of sad loon hoodie i would wear that around town there is a sad loon hoodie what are you talking about oh there's a hoodie yes oh, fabulous oh i need i need that then i might have to order that yeah yeah
1: it's you just go to ecoplexmedia.com slash swag uh use the promo code on there and you can get um a big fat discount if you use the promo code that you got from the website too so
2: do you like how i set you up there for that
1: <clears throat> i think you legitimately don't know what swag we have
2: i really don't actually uh, <laughs> I have I have a problem of having too much swag, right? So I've I've got swag going back like twenty odd, thirty odd, forty odd years in some cases, and my, the the good wife screams at me to just get rid of it all. Um, and I just keep saying it's all going in the big T shirt quilt I'm going to make one day. Uh, <laughs> but at this point, I have way too much shit. But I would definitely I, I I will have to check out the store.
1: There's a there's a couple things on there. Um, I'm wearing some swag. Okay. Ooh, what you
2: got? Oh, it's beautiful.
1: <laughs> yeah, it just came in today. It's our little, I drew that in uh, Inkscape. It's our little uh, punk rock tux, Echoplex media, like our, like, you know, a l- little bit of Linux love, a little bit of Linux love.
2: Was that the surprise swag that you were talking about in the post the other day?
1: No, no. The media one is still working.
2: Oh, uh, the swag, the surprise swag was the stickers. Ah, okay. Well, there were some surprise stickers, I guess then. Yeah, yeah.
1: And we have we have different kinds of stickers coming in too. They just shipped out today, so I should probably have them like Friday or this, Saturday.
2: There's all a reason to do an in-studio with you at some point in the near future.
1: Definitely. So let's let's get to it. Our first story we, we don't have video for, but I found this and I thought the pictures they collected for this were so fucking good that I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna go looking around for video for this. So there was a um somewhere somewhere near Los Angeles in the LA area, a bunch of cash fell out of an armored vehicle and like look how happy this guy is
2: (laughs) the good wife and i did see the video of this live on one of the stations i couldn't find it myself um either but uh yeah (laughs) there were a lot of happy people um although i think they're being asked to give the money back in some cases but i I don't i don't precisely know but yeah the the visuals the the pictures just say it speak a thousand words i'd say
1: they're never going to find that guy
2: no definitely not you know like i mean a nondescript dude with sunglasses and hat in like bagging up some money in the
1: uh in the resolution of a nintendo game boy they're never gonna find him
2: yeah and then uh bagging it up though really like thinking ahead not just like grabbing money and fist over fist like putting it in something so he can get more
1: these people made a big mistake we've been asked to wear masks for a very long time and when the fucking money truck turned over and dropped a bunch of
2: cash everywhere
1: nobody thought to themselves you know what I should put on? My mask.
2: <laughs> it's the perfect time to have it on, right? Just by normal practice. Um. Anyway, uh, well, we shall see. I mean, I, I don't know how money like this, you know, in a, it's an armored truck, right? So I don't know how much of it's tracked, right? Like the serial numbers on the bills and that kind of thing. And if they come back to the treasury at some point, right? Does someone, does that flag someone? I don't know. So, but you're... You're right. More than likely, well, at least the, uh, the that guy was probably going down. Yeah, that, <laughs> that guy's gonna that, have to give the money like back to jail um, if he doesn't give the money back. Uh, but he's very happy for a moment, at least. Um, how how much do you think? It, do, have you ever been in one of those like wind tunnel things with the cash? I I uh, before like on the game shows or wind tunnel with anything? Like, did you have to grab or even though even played the game with the little claw at the at the arcade, right, to grab the the plush animal?
1: The, uh, the thing with the money whirling around, it's like a lot more difficult than it appears.
2: Yes, very much so. That's what I was going to say. I've done it with, not with money, but with just paste pieces of paper, right, in a, in a fun contest and in an actual, like, foam booth-style, TARDIS-style facility. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it was incredibly hard. I think I maybe got, I think I got two, and it was because I, like, stomped down on them with my feet and held them down while I picked them up off the ground but that was that was uh i just got lucky anyway um speaking of lucky
1: well speaking of unlucky we have to wait for an ad to play um i yeah this is a lot less difficult than if the money's swirling around in one of those little tornado booths because it's just on the ground but like i said when you do something like this wear your mask
2: yeah plan ahead you're going to ever you're on camera no matter what these days so
1: yeah wear your mask like if you're picking up money off the ground even if you just find 20 bucks somewhere fucking right. slip your mask on fucking right. get it you never know who's 20 bucks that is they so, may want well, it yeah. more than you and they may be uh they may be crazy right so you never know
2: <sighs> while the ad's still playing um or, or which is finished up uh what's the most money you've ever found just randomly on the street in one like one sighting or one score
1: not long after I moved to San Jose I found an envelope with $800 on the uh, Hamilton oh. Hamilton 880 overpass I just saw an envelope on the ground I picked like I just thought oh this might be somebody's you know it, it was it wasn't it wasn't sealed but it wasn't like fucked up so right. I was like oh somebody this might be somebody's and then I picked it up this might be somebody's money and I was like
2: my money yeah I mean like was there any there was no way to trace it to anyone correct no. yeah wow that's that i was not expecting that (laughs) no i I wasn't either i found a a 20 spot once (laughs) i thought it was going to be like no i thought it was going to be like you know i thought
1: it was going to be like somebody's phone bill or maybe somebody like tried to send you know i just it just looked like i don't know it, it was it was a fresh envelope so i was like whatever's in here somebody might need
2: and i was like oh yep somebody does need this me (laughs) <laughs> fabulous yeah I, I found a 20 spot once that was the most i've ever found so i was not expecting the 800, 800 bills but that's that's fabulous what'd you do with the money just put it away safekeeping put it put it in your mutual fund no 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 Spend it spent that shit on beer and, and women and men
1: about how that was at, the, at about that time when i was um i was still writing electronic music it was like right when i moved to san jose so that was like half of a new computer
2: Right. Or uh, nowadays, it's like one eighth of an, eye, an Apple iPad. It's like one fifteenth of a video card. Right. <laughs> so our
1: next anyway. story is about the freeway, but it's a little closer to home. It's here in the South Bay, and it's a little less lucky, but also like it's kind of like a non-story. Here, yeah. I'll let, the local, I'll let the local news tell you all about the uh, non-story that I found.
3: New tonight, a man driving down 101 was startled and scared when he suddenly heard a boom. Especially following the recent shootings on Bay Area Freeways. His name's Vladimir Dubrovsky, driving with his wife from San Francisco to Milpitas when his car they were on one oh one near the two hundred thirty seven interchange. This is in Sunnyvale, and that boom they heard turned out to be from a golf ball. It was captured on his dash cam you see it coming in right there the wayward ball came from the sunnyvale municipal golf course dobrowski was not sure what happened at first then he got home checked out the footage saw the ball very clearly his car was left with a big dent he and his wife were not hurt
4: we just got scared for a minute because it was loud it was like a boom like a like a soft gunshot that's what we heard so uh we were not sure what
3: was it so but um um, i was okay um i looked at my wife she was okay then you think about that ball going through his windshield and it wasn't that far from doing that what might have happened then anyway he called the golf course was told to submit a claim with the city of sunnyvale he's now working on getting an estimate to get that car fixed he also hopes the city and golf course gonna make some changes so that does not happen again
2: yeah, get rid of the golf course. Fuck golf courses. Yeah, that's my solution, honestly. Uh, <laughs> but, but to be also equally honest uh that golf course has been there for ages i'm i and this is always something that's intriguing to me I, you see you you drive past you know golf courses and pro in pro range and uh driving ranges all the time right and some of them don't have very you know high nets or even nets at all right and you're rolling right up against them and then you've got these people that you know have the money but they can they live next to the golf course right they live like on the fairway How in the world do they not get shelled every day? Like there's not, like most golfers are not that good. Like most people that go golfing at like private courses, local courses, like they're not that good. So they're shanking and hooking balls all the time probably. So I don't understand how you don't get just pelted on the freeway there. Um, I drive past that all the time too. Uh, So yeah, get some bigger nets and shit. (laughs) But I'd be surprised this doesn't happen more often and this guy just like whatever uh, told NBC about it. Well, the other thing is you said most of them aren't that good. So like, I'm
1: assuming it's laid out in such a way that the, that you're far ish from the freeway when you're hitting the golf ball and that you're far ish from the houses. So if you're bad at golf, sure. You're not going to hit it straight, but you're also not going to hit it very far. That's true.
2: That's true. So I assume as you get better,
1: you're able to hit the ball further and more accurately. So it's more likely to go straight. But yeah, I think I don't care how long that fucking thing has been there. Get rid of these. Like if we're going to have golf courses, we should have them out like Gilroy. You know what I'm saying? Where there's more open space. Like these idea, these idea of like municipal golf courses in these dense areas, driving ranges and shit. Fuck that shit.
2: It's all legacy at this point. When you're talking about stuff that's like in the, in the city, right. Or in, in the developed areas already, it's, it's mostly legacy spots, right. So mini courses like this, right. And really, and then really expensive private courses that people are going to keep paying for it is to save. Right. Um, meanwhile, you've got, you know, a housing shortage, um, and a space shortage, um, in California, especially. So you're right. Like I'm, I'm with you, tear them all up. Let's put, put, put golf out somewhere where we can afford to have golf and, um, let's leverage the land that we have for better purposes
1: i think even golf land takes up too much space honestly fucking a
2: oh god man. oh shit don't even get me started about mini golf anyway uh well that's leading off uh, <laughs> so watch out when you're riding on the freeway um you might run into some money and if you do wear your mask and then obviously if you get hit by a golf ball definitely file suit with the city of sunnyville because they deserve it
1: I don't know if this car's like 10 or 12 years old and shit. Like I would just fuck, say, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. if you're not driving it, like if your car, if you look at your car, you're like, man, do I even really notice the dent in the hood? Maybe like on, uh, I'm like against the golf course being there in the first place. But if this is like a, you know, a, a 2004 Toyota Camry with a dent on the bumper or whatever, it's like, dude, don't file the claim.
2: It adds character and you have a story to tell.
1: Right. You have, that's that, right. It didn't hit your windshield. Like, but also big, big deal. Get rid of the golf course, put um, low income housing there. And I think unhoused people just start setting up camp on the fucking golf course, because like,
2: that's who the problem Occupy. is, is Occupy the golfers, golf courses. the golfers, the, go- the golfers yeah. are the problem. Absolutely. Occupy golf courses. Let's do it. <laughs> Occupy the 18th
1: green. Now nah, do hole one so nobody can get anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. No, just well, occupy uh, the so- golf course, and if they ask if they can play through, you say, yeah, but if your golf, co- if your golf ball hits me, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> you
2: no, know, they just present another hazard, right? There's water hazards, there's sand traps. And oh, I, there's, I, I, I wouldn't frame it that way, but you go ahead. <laughs> you know, tent, tent hazards. Tent hazards. Uh, well, the, gol- you know, the golf course would. Um, anyway, so uh, moving on to winners and losers, where there usually are no winners. There's a bevy of losers this week. Um, and we're going to lead off with uh the losers in the retail sector who are getting beat up by organized flash mobs of angry uh, riotous robbers or something like that but bob berdell will tell us more about it
1: as a person who lived in san francisco at the dawn of the flash mob i have to be really clear about what a flash mob is it's dancing to jamiroquai near the food court all right that's a flash mob
2: yeah i think they are stretching it a little bit here but you know (laughs) boomers trying to figure things out it's it's hard
5: Correct, and in Walnut Creek, you, if you're not familiar, Broadway Plaza, a very uh, popular high-end shopping district. Uh, Walnut Creek, the city of, has shut down the road in front of it. You can see Walnut C- Creek police, they just showed up here within the past couple of moments, uh, not clear what the call is they're responding to. So they aren't normally posted here, but the road is normally has been shut down uh, since Saturday night. Uh, that is when about 80 people stormed the nearby Nordstroms here at Broadway Plaza, stole thousands of dollars in merchandise. They escaped in getaway cars that were jammed. Uh, in this road out front, which is why this road is now shut down. Yesterday, Nordstrom's closed early at 5 o'clock as a precaution. As you can see on this map, mobs of people robbed stores throughout the Bay Area over the weekend, starting with Union Square in SF on Friday, Walnut Creek, Nordstrom on Saturday. And then on Sunday, there was a location in Alameda, uh, the Southland Mall in Hayward, and the Lululemon Store at Santana Row in San Jose. Now, police were out patrolling at many malls in the region yesterday. Last night, extra guards on hand at Santana Row. They even had one stationed outside the Lululemon store that was hit Sunday. Police say a group, uh, including at least one man with a gun in his waistband, made off with $40,000 in merchandise from that store. At the same time, across the street at the Valley Fair Mall, $7,000 worth of sunglasses were stolen. VP Security Services in San Jose says it's seeing an increased call for its guards, including from stores and malls. A lot of people think that cameras will replace security officers, but it doesn't replace the persona, the energy that we give off. Um,
1: but it does <laughs> I'm serious about my security, I'm
5: serious about my property, and I want to prevent loss. Local district attorneys say they are talking to each other and to police departments about how to put a stop to this surge in retail theft. We spoke with former prosecutor Stephen Clark. He says the thefts that we've been reading about, reporting on, should not be treated like simple
1: property crimes. What you're seeing is grand theft because of the amount of goods that are being stolen. But you could also see robbery charges if People that work in the stores are getting this product taken away by
5: force or fear. Governor Gavin Newsom says he is directing the CHP to increase its presence at shopping centers through the holidays. He's also increasing funding for the Organized Retail Crime Task Force. Reporting live here in downtown Walnut Creek, Bob Riddell, NBC Barrier News. All
4: right, thanks.
2: Meanwhile, in Oakland, 10 people were shot last night. Uh... In a predominantly black neighborhood by a rogue cop oh but that's like the that's like the side story um, well, so
1: as you might imagine i'm of two minds here <laughs> yeah. the left and the right brain something like that um go for it. they're hitting only high-end retailers um so it's bad shit for the people working there like don't fucking don't go fuck with people that are working it's bad, um, yeah. um, but also, I don't know, you know, okay, so seriously, yes, we're going to find out, guess where all this was organized, guess what, we're, we're, where are we going to find out that all this was fucking organized?
2: Uh, I'm going to f- say a little website that rhymes with um, case hook. Yeah. Yeah. These people all fucking got together on Facebook. I'm, I'm like,
1: <clears throat> I'm like calling it right now this is going to be they got together on facebook and fucking
2: organized all this i i have absolutely no reason to doubt that that's the case um and uh, and probably uh branched off into other social media spheres as well too i'm sure facebook wasn't the only space but um but certainly uh the place where it all begins right I and mean, it all comes back to so so the thing that's going on here that i don't like is that uh, the media is
1: starting to tie this together with like some of the petty theft we've been hearing about in san francisco where people would go to Rite aid and steal like some amount of food mm-hmm. or you know some amount of toothpaste or whatever mm. and this is getting kind of lumped in with that but this is i mean if it's this many people this is clearly like they called it on this this they did a good job on this news report this is organized crime this no, has absolutely. to be
2: yeah yeah That i mean i do you can classify it no, no matter how loosely organized they are right um yeah, although I I do wish the only thing I wish out of this whole thing is that they did bust into a, some sort of uh dance, coordinated dance to miracle on their way out of Nordstrom. I thought that would have been a, a pretty cool touch. No, then they would have called it a flash mob and I wouldn't have liked that. I wouldn't have liked that. <laughs> um yeah, I uh surprising that no one like I'm sure the police it seemed like the police did manage to pull over some people, um, and and stop them. Um I'm amazed that no one got shot, frankly. Um in all of this and, and kill or, you know, hurt or, uh, worse. So, um, I guess there's that, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So you heard mention during that last clip about, uh, Lululemon. I don't know if we have the, the next clip queued up, but, um, there's a little more detail about the, the horror, the horror that came down at Santana Row at Lululemon.
0: In the South Bay, officials are putting thieves on alert following two organized retail thefts at malls in San Jose over the weekend. Our team coverage continues with ABC 7 News reporter Dustin Dorsey. He talked with one of the security guards on scene and has the details.
6: Santana Row is decorated for the most wonderful time of year, but not everything is merry and bright. Jeffrey Grant was working security a few stores down from Lululemon when a group of eight people ran out with $47,000 of merchandise.
3: So they saw me chasing them, and they hopped in their vehicles across the street. I went to try to stop them, but they indicated that they were willing to run me over. So I, <laughs> I, well... Uh, you know save what that effort maker's market has
1: save a- yourself security guys save yourself
6: yeah. From yeah. lemon and another one near the nordstrom that was robbed in walnut creek employees are concerned and changes to their system are being made
7: we always have two people now closing we used to just have one person closing we're not doing that anymore so hopefully we can be aware of our surroundings and what's going on.
6: Meanwhile, at the same time the robbery was going on at Lululemon, another crime was in progress just across the street at another shopping mall. Another organized group attempted a big robbery at Valley Fair Mall. Thankfully, security on hand recognized the situation unfolding and prevented something bigger from happening.
8: They immediately notified the officers working at the mall. As soon as the officers appeared, those vehicles fled. However, in that particular case, two suspects made their way into the sunglass hut at Valley Fair where they stole sunglasses in excess of $7,000.
6: SJPD Sergeant Christian Camarillo says the suspects had covered license plates at both locations, but says it's unclear if the robberies are connected. This is the first major organized robbery in San Jose, and the police have a stern message for others.
8: We do want to put these people on alert. Hey, if you come to San Jose, We are going to find you, we are going to arrest you, and we are going to bring you back here to face charges.
6: Santa Clara County District Attorney Jeff Rosen did not want to comment on the robberies in San Jose. The city and Mayor Sam Liccardo also declined. In San Jose, Dustin Dorsey, ABC7 News.
1: So what I've gathered from this is that the products at Lululemon and Sunglass Hut are like way
2: marked up. Uh, you think? Yeah. When we first saw this story, the good wife said forty-seven thousand dollars. So what? They stole a scarf. <laughs> People in chatter
1: saying they thought Lululemon was an MLM, and in that case, I'm not even of two minds about Lululemon.
2: I thought it was like a milk tea place where you can get some boba. <laughs> oh god. But yeah, no, I, I had no idea it was it was even a thing. Um, but it's it's kind of sad. This is, I mean, this lit, literally led the local news for like two nights straight. It's uh, it's been like omnipresent. And yet, right, there's homicides and gun deaths and uh, tragedies like the ghost ship every night in the Bay Area. Um, but that there's no there's no epidemic that we need to solve, you know, no crime, no crime wave we need to solve just because people are dying in poor communities, you know, every every night. Um, um,
1: I think I kind of disagree. I think organized crime like as bad as a homicide is, I think like a rise in organized crime is like a fucking kind of casts a lurid glow on the future. Um, even if it's stuff that like, like they were like, they were saying it kind of seems silly is not the right word, right? But a bunch of people showing up at the fucking Lululemon and stealing yoga pants, it's the most Santana row thing that ever happened,
2: (laughs) but this is true. I'm not saying it's not, I'm not saying it's not an intriguing story, Um, but
1: it's, it, it like, what I'm saying is that where organized crime goes, like violence does follow, um, you know, like. Yeah. Violence does follow. So if this was organized on telegram and like somebody gets busted and then they fucking front off the telegram group and then other people get busted. Well, that person's got a target on them. So it's like mm-hmm. that the problem, the, the problem with um, one of the big problems with organized crime is that even if the goal isn't uh, to commit violence, if the goal is to commit property crime or to steal, eventually when there's dissension among the ranks, somebody's going to have to be the big swinging dick. You know what I'm saying? and uh that's when the violence starts and then there's then there might be rival yoga pants stealing gangs. i'm sorry (laughs) i mean you know what i'm saying like or and this is all over the bay area so this is this is concerning it's concerning i'm not fucking i don't love the cops around here but i also don't like no organized crime
2: oh sure sure uh and it's a very fine point about uh the fine line between this and and the other thing right so let's hope that they're that it you know Thievery is all it is, right? If you're stealing from corporate mm-hmm. retailers, I, I really could give two shits. They're probably insured. They're you know, they're doing fine. I'm worried about the staff. I'm worried about the people that are yeah, in the staff these places, places is... that are making jack shit money, right? The most of them are teenagers, frankly, who are just working their summer their winter or their summer jobs, right? Um, so I hope to God that they, you know, they're not there to hurt anybody, right? But if you are staff in one of these places, do not do 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 not. Put yourself on the line, or risk yourself, or any 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 kind of harm to yourself for your boss.
1: Yeah, get, if this if, if this shit happens, out, if duck this
2: down, whatever, get out of the way. Like, just let him do it. If this shit happens, find your coworker and lock yourself in a room somewhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck exactly. it. Exactly.
2: Go to the locker room and just hang out. You know, have smoke a dube and chill. You know, take your take your five minute mandated break <laughs> and uh, let let that let what happens happen because that's happening to your boss. You're gonna you know you're working your hours. You're gonna get paid. but don't lobby for a lobby for a fucking
1: lobby for a fucking paid day off if this happens to you actually
2: right there you go trump freaking emotional trauma you need to provide me with therapy too
1: and if lululemon if lululemon is in fact an mlm then this is just a war on the basic and Mm -hmm. uh i don't and again i'm just i'm a little ambivalent so our next story we're moving away from the organized crime apparently in the bay area to uh
2: organized labor Oh, look at that hey, it's, sometimes it's the same thing i'm just kidding my friends my brothers and sisters solidarity first um anyway sorry <laughs> so it looks like there's some engineers uh for the that work
1: for kaiser who are striking and it looks like some of their other uh some of their other co are striking in solidarity with them which is good shit we don't see enough of this in america let's let the local news cover it in a probably anti-labor skewed way
9: Well, happening now, Bay Area Kaiser facilities dealing with what may be the widest strike so far this week. More workers on the picket lines to show solidarity with striking engineers. NBC Bay Area's Chris Sanchez is in San Jose with a look at what this could mean for you if Kaiser is your health care provider.
10: Kaiser engineers are now entering their 63rd day on the picket line. Today, they are joined by nurses and also by mental health clinicians.
1: Wait a minute. How am I just hearing about this? They've been on strike for 60 days.
2: Uh, yeah, the engineers. So the reason no, no, no what, what I'm it. saying
1: is this. First of all, engineers are not a class of people that you associate with labor action. Um, so they're usually middle class, upper middle class people. And we don't associate that with labor action in the United States. I'm asking like, why didn't I know about this?
2: Well, yeah, well, you, well, first to answer your, your first point about the engineers, uh, I think we're thinking about engineers in a different kind of way. These are, these are the guys that, the nuts and bolts engineers, the actual, like the heating repair specialists and folks like that. So uh, they're the ones, and the reason why we haven't hear about it is because they're not the doctors, they're not nurses, they're not frontline healthcare workers. These are the people that actually keep the hospital running literally, right? Like keeping the boiler mo- running, right? Keeping the air conditioning or the heating and the electrical and everything working, right? So that all the hospital functions. Um, so I actually, I ran into them because I am a Kaiser patient. I saw them striking a month, more than a month ago, but it's a small rag. It's a really small unit of, of employees and they work in this niche where they're not like frontline. So no one's going to necessarily miss that. their you know, that their engineer wasn't there that day. But you know, if your doctor or your nurse, right. Aren't there, then you're, you know, you, you're definitely going to notice that. So that's why you haven't heard more about it in the news. And now that all these other cohorts are striking, in solidarity right While, Or walking out or at least marching in some way with these engineers now they're getting attention and now they've actually apparently gotten close to getting a deal well this is this is the rest of the staff saying oh yeah fuck around
1: and find out right exactly and that's exactly. like and that's i think like we've been missing especially in the bay area this is a very yeah. anti uh, union area because of techno because of tech and so uh, let's know. let the let's let the rest of this this coverage is already skewed it's like what's it going to mean for you at the thing it's like well what does it mean for the fucking workers you asshole Exactly.
10: who are helping them in their call for what they say is a fair contract which just keeps up with the Bay Area's cost of living. Kaiser Management claims that their engineers earn an average of $180,000 in wages and benefits a year, but after two months, negotiations seem to be at an impasse and patients are in the middle of it. We're ready to go back to work. I mean, we're hard workers. And we we don't want this, but we just we want what's fair. You should That's
1: go all. DJ there. We have contingency plans right? in place. I Sounds
11: to like a continue party. Continue to provide care despite the union's call for staff to walk away from their patients.
10: If Kaiser Permanente is your health care provider, here's what you can expect. The ERs and the hospitals will continue to remain open. The hospital says that managers and trained contingency staff will be providing care. Some non-urgent appointments are going to be rescheduled, like radiology and lab work, and some patients may be transferred. The picketing is going on here in San Jose, but also is planned for locations in Oakland, San Francisco, Santa Rosa, and in other smaller locations all around the Bay Area in san jose chris sanchez nbc bay area news
1: yeah i think i was right well though when they say 180k including benefits they like they count paid time
2: off as like like benefit at your oh, full yeah, wage oh yeah 100 sick leave health care pension all of that like they they count it all under that number so it's not that's not take home yeah yeah that's what i'm saying is like that 180 yeah. number i mean 40 of that's probably health care at le- oh at least yeah absolutely and it's probably um, through kaiser so they're probably
1: kind of juicing the numbers there too because you know what i'm saying like
2: yeah well don't forget taxes i mean it, the way the tax structure is worked out now i mean they're probably paying 30 percent in taxes too um or 25 30 percent so uh yeah like it, it's it takes a bit it's a big chunk out of it but i mean so at the end and at the end of the day even even if they were making 180k right if you look at the numbers out there, like if you want to own a home or even a condo, right, or um, not be a renter for the rest of your life, that's kind of like the bare minimum of what you need to make to be able to afford that.
1: And um, that 180k may also include like some head of engineering making
2: 850. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right? Oh yeah, like, it's an ab- it averages or averages, right? Like if my right foot is in a bucket of ice and my r- right my right, sorry, if my left foot's in a bucket of ice, my right foot's in a uh, uh, in a fire, I'm doing okay on average.
1: Right, the average is your feet are at room temperature. Right, <laughs> I don't even know. Like that may or may not be true, but like the idea,
2: probably yeah. not. Yeah, the, the heat's probably a lot more than the the, the ice. But either way, um, yeah, yeah, you get the you got the point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Once the, I got my feet straight,
1: right. The average, the average between me and Jeff Bezos is somewhere along the lines of eighty or ninety billion.
2: <laughs> <laughs> On average, with Jeff Bezos, I'm making fucking eight billion dollars a year. I'll take half.
1: I'll um, take half of his money. He won't even fucking notice that shit.
2: No, I mean, his wife already took half, didn't she? So, um. But a bing. Well, to be fair, I mean, to be fair, she was there the whole time and was integral to the growth of this company. She she is entitled to that shit. I am not saying that at all. Absolutely. Well, and
1: it's not just that she's legally entitled to it. Like, she's responsible for some of the growth of that company, too. So there you go. And she's she's given all that shit away. Good for her.
2: Give some to, oh, give some to the echoplex We We will take your donations, (laughs) Mrs. X Bezos. Um, so, uh, speaking of strikes, uh, this is one that might actually hurt um, folks where it hurts, unfortunately, and the people that get screwed the most in court already might get screwed even more if this goes down.
1: Yeah, this looks, seems to be... <clears throat> I don't know about this one. I I like it. Whatever. I I, li- I want to see more striking, um, especially with the so-called labor shortage. I think this is kind of long overdue. Uh, this is uh, looks like county workers for the courthouse, and uh, these are interpreters that are may be very may very well be going on strike soon
12: well there might soon be an app for their jobs court interpreters in santa clara county may strike the union is fighting for more pay amid suggestions that the interpreters could be replaced with an app and if they walk it could bring court proceedings to a screeching halt nbc bay Area's damien trujillo is in the hall of justice with the story you'll see only on nbc bay area
4: there is already a shortage of interpreters here at the Hall of Justice. And now the concern is justice, with an idea floating around of perhaps replacing the interpreters with an app. Maria Cruz prepares her file for a preliminary hearing today. She translates the proceedings for Spanish-speaking witnesses and defendants, one of dozens of languages spoken inside the court.
7: Punjabi, Cantonese, uh, Dinka, French, Amharic, Arabic, Farsi.
1: Interpreters are vital to a fair criminal justice system and ensuring that people that do not speak English get equal access to justice. The interpreters
4: are in a labor fight with the courts. The state employee relations board is looking into accusations of unfair labor practices filed by the interpreters. Union members have already authorized the strike.
1: If the interpreters go on strike, the court system will virtually
4: shut down. At one point during the judicial labor hearing, the union lawyer says the court's attorney sent her this, an idea of using an app like Google Translate to replace
2: the court interpreter. Can you say mistrial? uh, Yeah, even a public defender making like five bucks an hour.
7: There's cultural differences. There's body language. One word can mean Two or three different words
4: Correct.
13: in language.
4: The union says the court lawyer wanted to enter the idea as a hearing exhibit, but eventually backed off. We reached out to that lawyer and have not heard back. A spokesman for the court did respond, telling us they cannot comment on ongoing negotiations, but that they value and rely on court interpreters. Just the idea of an app alarmed the interpreters and several trial lawyers mm-hmm. who say they rely on precise communication.
1: There's a communication level and a comfort level that they bring to a client that you will never get from an app. And a client needs to be able to ask questions. And how are you going to do that through an app? There
4: is no word on when the Labor Relations Board might make its ruling, a decision that could have a huge impact at the Hall of Justice. Damien Trujillo, NBC Bay Area News.
1: Just real quick, this is like one of the richest fucking counties, possibly the richest big county in the country. I haven't looked recently, but I think it might be the richest big county in the country. Why is it that the fucking people that like interpret for the folks who, whose English maybe is their second language and they prefer to speak in their native language in their court hearing, maybe to decide whether or not their freedom still happens or the people who make the hospital function. Why are these the people that get the fucking shaft?
2: Um, systemic racism, classism. I mean, that's it. That's pretty much it. It's just, it's, it's, it's systemic in that it's built in, it's hardwired into all of our policies and all of our procedures and protocols, right? White supremacy is completely built into the system. So, uh, it's just this constant, I swear to God, it's like now that you've actually got enough woke legislators out there who, who recognize this fact. Uh, and there's enough, enough, push public push behind it um you're seeing left and right you know we're finding areas spaces within the law and within our policies that everyone wants to you know wants to reform and and uh and change and update and fix um because we're just now realizing how ingrained it is right and this is just another one of those spaces where that's happening um and uh so the, you know these folks have never been well respected or probably well paid or treated you know, properly because it's just never been that an important, it's never been that important to make sure that these kinds of types of defendants get every possible opportunity that any other defendant would get. Right. Um, whether they speak English or not or wh- whatever color their skin is or not. Right. You know, or no, there's no color to their skin. Um, yeah, uh, And it's absolutely goddamn right that you need a human to do this, by the way. There is, to, just to comment on the whole app question, that was obviously some genius like Matt Mahan, Sam Licardo, tech bro, you know, politician kind of idea. Let's, we could replace them with an app. Um, I have a friend who does interpretation at public meetings, and he reminded me this week since it's it's Thanksgiving, there are like four or five different ways in Spanish to say turkey. mm mm-hmm. Right. So imagine, you know, using Google translate to, to say, you know, like you said, in a life or death situation or a, I'm going to jail for the rest of my life or I might get out. in, Or even just years. a year. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, or, yeah, the, exactly. imagine the disruption. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. So. My God, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm hoping that's just some idea that got floated and then shot down by everybody and their brother, but, um, but you never know in today's day and age, like that, that seems to be the way things are headed. Like, oh, we can save, we can save money. Like we're, oh, we all pay too much in taxes. So we'll solve that by saving money by, you know, getting a computer to do a job that, you know, computers can do a lot of things as we all know, but you know, there's just some... <laughs> Something you just need people. At the end of the day, you do need people. So that seems to be the trend, though, is to go that way and say, "Oh, we're saving the taxpayer money." It's like, no, just how about you appropriate the money I give you more, you know, better, right? How about you, how about you value things a little better, as opposed to, you know, cut, you know, cutting, continuing to cut things at, you know, on the lower end, right, um, of your priority list, right? Like maybe think about what you should be prioritizing and do that more and the app i don't think saves money i think you end up like having to spend
1: all this money on on like a a mistrial oh my god oh
2: yeah paying the public defender
1: the judge you're paying all them fucking people oh but the apps and then the app's gonna fucking fuck the shit up again then you end up with another mistrial because maybe some of the some of the technical details of the of the case are the app like whatever the people doing the translation apps it's getting better better and better and better and it's wonderful for tourism bad for the courtroom
2: right? It's not even great for tourism, frankly. Like, I, I don't know about you, but like, if, I feel if I was like a bodega owner, right, in Barcelona or somewhere, and, you know, someone like me came in with their phone and said, can you tell me where to get the best tapas? And then <laughs> it played back to me, in like Spanish, like, uh, donde están las tapas grandes? Um, you know, uh, that, that would probably piss me off <laughs> more so than a guy like me coming in and actually legitimately trying to speak Spanish in my broken Spanish. Right. Well, in that um, case, it just depends if you're nice. If you like kind of laugh and you're like, Here, I'm sorry. Well, I you know what I and actually I just I just exemplify why interpreters are necessary, because in Barcelona, they speak Catalan and not Spanish. So there you go.
1: So we're going to move. Uh, we're going to move to something where the stakes are much, much, much lower. This has been the Battle of the Parklets. We've been following the Battle of the Parklets, but don't worry. The next case, the, the next thing we're going to get back to, the stakes are very high again, and it, it's also something we've been covering. Here's the Battle of the Parklets.
0: This parklet has been cited for seven violations. Among the issues, having a roof, encroaching <laughs> on and not providing drainage by the curb and if it's not all fixed within two weeks the city will hit them with thousands of dollars in fines. Elaine Chu has relied on this parklet to keep her 15 year old Chinatown restaurant Grant Place afloat during the pandemic outside have a little bit busy. Mm-hmm. If cut, I don't know how can do it. But now a new issue is threatening to derail her recovery. Last month, Elaine was told by the city her parklet was not up to code. She had 14 days to fix the violations or else face hundreds of dollars in daily fines. Next door, Washington Bakery also received multiple citations.
10: We got cited by DPW and
0: then the week after we got cited by fire department. And then the week after we got an email from from SFMCA saying that we can only take one parking spot. Chelsea has spent thousands of dollars improving her parklet to bring it up to code throughout the pandemic. She says she's willing to continue doing that, but wants a less aggressive approach from the city.
2: They gave us 14 days to fix it before we get fined every single day um,
10: when we didn't even know about these changing regulations.
12: There's no clarity between the departments, and nobody knows which way they're supposed to go in terms of How they're going to conduct business.
0: And it's easy to see why they're frustrated. Today, we reached out to the city to find out what the current rules are for parklets, and we're told different departments have different requirements. Every week is just something new. In San Francisco, Ginger Conajero
12: Saab, NBC Bay Area News. So a lot needs to be sorted out. Now, within the past hour, we heard from Supervisor Aaron Peskin, who says he's going to introduce legislation that would actually delay the start of these fines until July of next year
2: sure he is <laughs> what do we expect from our good friend Aaron Peskin I have a I have a guess here I have a, just a guess guess away <clears throat> I'm
1: guessing those who have parklets in the Castro and Knob Hill maybe aren't um being um uh sent letters or inspected as um aggressively rigorously as a uh, Chinatown maybe or uh if there are parklets in South of Market where all the entertainment is, I would imagine that maybe those people would be getting a bit more <clears throat> inspection time than uh, North Beach.
2: You're, you're a good guesser, producer Dave. Um, yeah, no, I know. I, I find this really uh, frustrating on many, many levels, um, especially the fact that these folks not only like, okay, fine, um, I didn't build my parklet to code. What's the code? Oh, well, these three fucking different departments have three different fucking codes. like that is not getting it done in San Francisco. This actually I, if I had watched this clip before, I would have put it under get your shit together um, along with the, the other story <laughs> because it's really about San Francisco. like what the f- actual fuck? How can you have three different departments with three different standards for this kind of shit. You have a planning department or a building department or both and it's one department and you have the, the other ones that govern the the zoning code for parklets I, I don't understand how you don't have one uniform code and th- th- these folks having to like follow three different codes and comply in 14 days and you know try to run their business at the same time and it's probably like like that the poor lady who was out there probably talking about her parklet is probably like the she probably does everything she probably does the accounting and the you know uh the, the manages the time the the shifts for the employees and <laughs> maybe she even you know cook some of the food who knows um so yeah that's incredibly frustrating well, the thing is, like, these businesses, they've had to deal with all
1: these departments, like, before, but the thing is, the regulations they've been dealing with are, like, long-standing regulations that have been, sure. like, f- like sussed out, like, and yeah. and it's easy to find information about them, and they could, if they, in a pinch, they could hire somebody who's, like, an expert right. on dealing with the regulatory, um, the regulatory, like, regime of San Francisco, whereas in this case, I don't think anybody's an expert on this regulatory regime, because the regulations are all new. What yeah what the city could do would be to go around instead of like threatening to find people be like, Hey, here's what's going on. Here's what we need you to do with your park lit. I'm here to help. You know, let me know. Let me know if none of some of this doesn't make sense. I'm only from this one department. I can't answer questions about another department, but here's the, here's a card for, you know, two people that also regulate this, you know, and let me, let me try to tell you kind of what's going on and why we're doing it and just go out and do that shit. Go out and fucking pound the pavement and do the work and help the people in, in the businesses make sure that these things are <clears throat> up to code because like, otherwise, otherwise it's just like, it's just going to be selective enforcement because you can't possibly enforce every regulation on every parklet. And like in Chinatown where it's like super dense and tight together, it just looks like it's going to look more chaotic anyway than a place like the Castro where it's still dense at San Francisco, but it's not Chinatown dense. And I'm just telling you, ain't no fucking, ain't no tired old queen in San Francisco with their bakery and their little parklet dealing with the city the way the people in Chinatown are. Uh-uh. there are artisanal little gay cupcakes? Come on now. There are um, there are socioeconomic factors at play here for 100%. sure.
2: 100%. Um, and, and you actually hit the nail on the head in terms of how community engagement really needs to be done in a civic level, um, at a municipal level. I think you, you need to have... um you need to have that pound the pavement approach you can't just send out a fucking mass email or have an app that gives you an alert right uh or and you can certainly you certainly can't have three different departments with three different rules that for the same thing that's just silly well the so, business, no, the business owners is, deal with that all the time with the city well, but yes yeah I, but i think first things first like like let's you know resolve that um and then and then go out and sell that sell it go out and sell the one the one thing because um, it's so much easier to when you're doing that pounding the pavement and you're out knocking doors and i know that's just from knocking a shit ton of doors um when you're just having to sell one thing one idea one concept um this is where we're going to get in trouble with rank choice voting when it comes to san jose if it does um and to other places is that selling you know being convincing someone to do one thing to vote for one person is hard enough convincing them to rank things is is a whole different kettle of fish so try to get more uniform policies and yeah go out and talk to people and don't why the you know the only reason you need to fine people and and like issue these kind of code violations is because you're just out for quotas you're just out for to show that you're doing something right that you are issuing code violations and that you are collecting fines right because god forbid you don't collect any fines for this program god forbid no <coughs> one no one has something that's out of code and has to pay a fine right god forbid because then there's no more revenue and you can't go to your boss and say look i collected all these fines so they you're right they prey on low-income people they prey on people of color people who don't or, or, who don't or just where the most parklets park are <clears throat> yeah or, or that too that's um, what i do i mean if you're it, trying it,
1: to issue the most fines go to the place where the most parklets are and that's going to be dense places like
2: chinatown something you're just going to you're just going to mess with people who just don't have much recourse, right, and can't afford attorneys to help them either. So that's it's 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 just sad. And you're right; it, that's not going to include a lot of the folks in like Soma and you know Castro and. Uh, well, Soma it's going to include Soma because that's probably yeah. one of like,
1: well, oh, there's a lot of clubs there. I don't know about this, <laughs> right.
2: but yeah, it's We're, not going to include inter, the Castro Knob inter- inter- Hill
1: inter- North Beach, the financial yeah. district, yeah, the Fisherman's Wharf area, all the oh, tourists, God, no. all the we'll tourist say, spots, and, especially
2: no place where yeah, where tourists go. God forbid.
1: So I had two Elizabeth Holmes stories, but we're starting to get up against it here. So we're just going to run the one we've been covering the, the trial of Elizabeth Holmes. Um, I'm starting to become more and more ambivalent as I start to see the people. She scammed. I'm like, I don't like those people. Fuck it. <laughs> but here's the latest update on what's going on with the Elizabeth Holmes trial. I think we're getting kind of close to the end here and uh, we should expect uh, closing statements and a verdict. Maybe, maybe by by Christmas.
2: That sounds about right, Um, and I I figured this was the climax with her speaking on the stand herself, so I, I figured this would be one of the last salvos for the defense, so let's see what happened. The
12: Theranos trial is heating up. After three months, the prosecution rested its case today, and this afternoon, the defense made a huge splash, calling Elizabeth Holmes to the stand. She explained how Theranos started from humble beginnings, and if you're wondering, Her voice has not changed. It is a deep baritone still. NBC Bay Area Scott Budman was inside (laughs) the courtroom as Holmes took the stand. Legal analysts say this is a
7: risky move.
9: It was. It was a risky move, Jessica and Audrey. And it was a surprise move. This is what everyone's been waiting for for 11 weeks now. But what nobody expected at the very end on a Friday. But instead with about an hour left of court for the whole week they suddenly called elizabeth holmes to the stand she walked up took off her mask the first time by the way that anyone in the courtroom saw her without a mask in 11 weeks she introduced herself and talked about the early origin story of theranos she talked about how the original name was real-time cures she talked about how she got some of the original money from her parents Now remember, Holmes dropped out of Stanford at 19, so she testified that some of the money that her parents had saved for college actually went towards the company. She then started hiring people and, most importantly, meeting investors. Those investors who would fund the company from the very beginning all the way up until the bitter end. She was very poised and, like you said, Her voice did not change. It was the same tone that we've gotten used to all these years. One note, this was her team talking to her, the defense team. And they took the whole hour, certainly no cross-examination today. They want the jury to have a poised Holmes, a Holmes who smiled at the jury and made eye contact with the jury and told a positive story as they go for the weekend. We won't hear any cross-examine until sometime into next week.
12: Scott, quick question here. So the jury saw her today, but what they the voice is the same, uh, but the look is so different. We're accustomed to seeing homes of Theranos in the black turtleneck and the stark clothing. And now she's had a much more warm, inviting uh, look. How did the jury how do you think it all played with the jury?
9: It seemed to play well with the jury. A lot of people in court, and obviously we weren't allowed to talk to jurors, but a lot of people in court noticed for the last three months exactly what you just said, Jessica, that she's adopted a different look and that she comes across very friendly. She still makes eye contact with the jurors, even with the mask on. So it's not that much of a surprise when she took the stand that she felt somehow personable to them. And I think that's the goal to try to humanize her and make her personable to the jury, as opposed to the very severe CEO that people saw in years past.
12: Now, did she, you know, refute any of the things that, uh, we've had so many witnesses on, on, on the stand talking about how, you know, she convinced them that they were the Theranos machines worked. Uh, that they had a military contract. Did she talk about any of those things and rebut any of those things?
9: That did not come up yet. Again, I think the defense just wanted to talk about the origin story and sort of introduce the new Elizabeth Holmes to the jury before they went home for their weekend. Uh, obviously, it's a risky move, like you said at the top, because of the cross-examination that will bring in all of those things that Holmes told investors and others that turned out not to be true. There's a lot more to go in her testimony.
12: A lot more for sure. All right, thank you very much, Scott.
1: One, two, three. Her lawyers think she's cooked.
2: Mm. Well, that I mean, that's really why they're trying to bring the, the full-on uh, Becky with the good fruit, <laughs> Becky with the good blood uh, vibe. Listen, there's a podcast I listen to.
1: They're shit libs. It's Kara Swisher, Scott Galloway. Um, Scott Galloway was saying that he's been lucky enough not to personally be sued, but that he's been involved with companies where people were sued And that, like, the last thing that your lawyer will ever tell you to do is to go on the stand and subject yourself to cross-examination. Right. And so the idea, like, what they were saying, and I I tend to agree with them, that in a case like this, if she's taking the stand, her lawyers think that she's probably going to lose and that it's worth it for her to try to go up there and display the softer look instead of the fake steve jobs look that she was doing while she was scamming henry kissinger (laughs) um (laughs) like that's what that's what this is she's you don't there's no if you think you're winning there's no reason for you to take the stand
2: yeah that's true I, i i i have no reason to refute that that argument at all i think the good wife would agree as a legal scholar. So uh, we'll see what happens this week when her, she's cross-examined. Hopefully she doesn't lose any points um, with the judge because it's really about, at this point, I mean, the, if the jury's going to convict her, then it's really about the judge and trying to get leniency on the back end, right on the sentencing. Um, so maybe she gets the slap on the wrist in some, some sort of form, right? And not the, the jail time, you know, don't drop the soap. Oh, she's not going yeah. to jail. Yeah. No, no, yeah. Like, she's but, not going to jail. I don't, I don't believe so either like if that blonde lady from alma then didn't go to jail for running that, over that old dude i mean yeah she yeah. killed him she killed somebody this woman just stole money from henry kissinger <laughs> right.
1: maybe we should give her the fucking nobel peace prize not sure
2: <laughs> sorry <Henry. laughs>
1: i don't know i don't know i'm gonna have to take a qu- closer look again at who she took money from and how much she took in them we'll we'll come down somewhere on this like after the verdict comes out we'll decide like if she's a, a Robin Hood, if all her money's in like some account in the Caymans, then she's she's a she's a monster. But if it's she like probably. drops, if she if like all of a sudden money starts dropping from a helicopter somewhere, like then she's she's Robin Hood, or out of a armed car, right? Maybe that was Theranos the money earlier. <laughs> she had it all wadded up in ones and twenties and shit.
2: <laughs> My money, no.
1: She's gonna go after that one dude <clears throat> and crush him so in our continuing coverage of our continuing coverage tonight this is um the millennium tower in
2: san francisco fuck it let's just let the clip roll this is a disaster they usually recap the whole thing every story anyway
6: millennium tower this latest issue raises questions about a key strategy that engineers hope to use to prevent more sinking and tilting of this luxury high-rise tear it it down and and rebuild rebuild it jackson (laughs) vanderbecken
11: A new round of testing is underway for the proposed fix of the Millennium Tower after city officials agreed with project engineers that the first round of test installation over the past two weeks was successful. But was it? NBC Bay Area's investigative unit obtained documents that experts say raise questions about what the test actually accomplished.
2: Overall, it has been
6: successful as has been reported.
11: That's Ben Turner, an outside drilling expert hired by the homeowners to review the testing efforts. He summarized the results.
1: Oh, consultants are making a killing.
11: But in his reports to city building officials, Turner acknowledges engineers were not able to fully implement a key strategy intended to limit soil loss near the foundation. The idea was to push a three-foot steel casing directly into the ground rather than drill down to insert them. But the ground was too resistant. Turner says crews were not always able to keep the specified minimum amount of soil inside the casing to act as a plug against too much soil from being lost. Still, he wrote, the approach is deemed successful on the basis of negligible building settlement or tilt. And down here, you can see over two weeks, quite a sharp drop.
1: Geotechnical- Is that a conspiracy video? He's showing us (laughs) a piece of
11: paper. (laughs) Is that nothing really worked as planned. The test installations were in effect a failure they had to break their own rules. He's a geotechnical conspiracy the We reached out to the fixed designer for comment, but have not heard back. However, in a recent report to the city, he said he expected the sinking that's happened so far. But some other experts agree with Pike that the rate reflected during the short testing period is in line with the level logged between May and August, when the building sank an inch at the northwest corner and work was halted. That's pretty scary. Harry Poulos, an internationally recognized expert on tall building foundations, told us the new data shows fixed engineers apparently never learned the lessons he's had to trying to fix leaning buildings over the years. So uh, just to, to summarize, then construction activities themselves
5: can exacerbate rather than fix the problem if you're not extremely careful.
11: An important warning as round two of testing continues at the Millennium Tower. Jackson Vanderbecken, NBC, Bay Area News. If that old guy,
1: if that old guy that was an expert would have said, as Dave says on down ballot, you're just going to have to fuck take the thing apart and fucking make a new foundation and put it back up. I'd have been like, yeah, you get him, old guy.
2: Go f- go for it, producer Dave. Just go. Um, yeah, I, I actually, questions keep popping into my mind. Like, are folks still living in this building in their, their million-dollar condos while this is all going on? Or are they being like boarded somewhere else or are they living in one of their under, other million dollar condos like what's going on with the residents in this building um because i don't know if i'd be wanted like want to be living in the building while this was all going on <clears> well you have
1: any idea? <clears throat> i don't know if you have uh, an apartment there and you don't really need it for anything we could do down ballot from the millennium tower
2: <laughs> i mean yeah i'd be a little bit I don't know. I'd be a little bit queasy about it. I have a heights thing. So, um, maybe without maybe in a room without windows.
1: You could just remote in. I'm sure they got I'm sure they got fiber there that hasn't been cut by the building yet.
2: <laughs> right. Oh man. Well, get your shit together, Millennium Tower, and tear the fucking tower down. That is all. So, we're
1: going to move on to Down Ballot Watch, which is no longer Recall Watch, at least not for this week.
2: Not for this week. There weren't any really juicy recall stories. We'll have a little more soon because um, there's a there's been a uh, one that's qualified down here um, for school board, and then there's the, for the San Francisco school board was exonerated in their recall, so good for them. Um, there wasn't much of a story on that, uh, and then of course Chesa Boudin is going to face recall probably next June. Or so more to come on that. But uh, in the meantime, uh, we've had a little th- little. Th- kerfuffle in the State Assembly with one of our local legislators, your State Assembly member, Producer Dave, um, uh, Evan Lowe, and former mayor of Campbell, being stripped of one of his uh, committee chairmanships um, without much of an explanation by the speaker. So there's a little, little power struggle happening here. Uh, you know, it's impacting In impacting Reiner report.
13: report tonight, without reason, Speaker Anthony Rindon removed Assemblymember Evan Lowe as chair of the Committee on Business and Professions. Now, Equality California and a national Asian-American advocacy organization is voicing their concerns. ABC 10's Morgan Reiner is here now with the latest on this. Morgan.
7: Chris, a trusted person within the legislature told me this was a vindictive move. Even though there was no warning or reason given, they believe the assemblyman was removed because the speaker wanted revenge. Rumors circulated over the summer that Assemblymember Lowe was going to run for Speaker. The Speaker is in charge of naming chairs. Oh, yikes. Chair of the LGBTQ Caucus and Vice Chair of the Asian and Pacific Islander Caucus. In a statement, Equality California told me they are deeply concerned by his removal at a time when the API community faces a surge in hate, violence, and discrimination. Lowe has a provided critical representation for our communities in Sacramento. And this is an unfortunate example of people of color, especially API people being sidelined from leadership despite demonstrated success. Speaker Rendon's office sent me a statement saying that they asked assembly member Berman to take over as chair, adding that Berman is someone the speaker can depend on to dictate his time, dedicate his time and focus on leading the work of this important committee. I followed up and asked about the vendetta the insider told me about at this hour. I have not heard back. Lowe himself is not making a statement at this time either, Chris. Mm,
13: quite the controversy. Of course, stay with us for <laughs> on air and online at abc10.com. So You're my
7: right.
1: guess here is that this is <clears throat> political brinksmanship that uh, the, the speaker doesn't like that Evan Lowe might run for speaker. And that I'm starting to think that the current speaker thinks that Evan Lowe could get the speakership.
2: 100 um evan lowe is one of the top fundraisers in the entire assembly um on the at least in the democratic caucus um he's got millions of dollars in the bank um in one or more campaign accounts so he's he's very flush and very well poised um and very well um i think healed and, and motivated uh to rise in the ranks um in many many ways and i don't think that even if he were to forego the speaker's run i don't think that would be the last you'd hear about him at the statewide level i think he's going to run for statewide office someday or potentially even national office who knows yeah um, um so we'll we'll see
1: and uh yeah. i don't know he seems to i i actually met him several times before he like first uh, before he was the mayor just kind of over at the cardiff and then uh, after he was the mayor and he i don't know he seems nice enough he doesn't seem like a fucking corrupt scumbag
2: um he's very personable uh, very very direct Guy, uh, And I appreciate that about him. Um, he's a good politician, too. So um, I don't think this this will phase him in the long run. I think it's unfortunate that Speaker Rendon wants to play this way. But I think Evan knows how to play hardball, too. And if he really wants to be the speaker, you know, he's going to give it his best his best shot. And I, I wouldn't stand it his way. Yeah, no, I'd encourage. Well, I would say I'd encourage my assembly person
1: to vote for him, but uh, that's kind of a, a done deal. A moot point. A moot point. <laughs> yeah, a moot it's a point. done deal. Yeah, right. um, uh, fucking whatever. I'm sure. I'm sure Evan Lowe, I'm sure if I dug deep enough, I'd find some policy stuff that he voted on that I don't like or whatever. But fucking shout uh, out to Evan Lowe. But I I don't think <clears throat> I just don't see any reason to believe. I don't see any reason to believe that this is like um, that they're going after him for being gay or Asian, and I I think that. I think that they may be giving <clears throat> the California Democratic Party or these organizations may be giving some um, ammunition to the people that are f- thrown a fit about critical race theory and wokeism if they if they lean hard into this stuff because it if he's going to run against this person and this person just wants revenge for that because they think he's going to win well that's just fucking politics as usual it's dirty and it's nasty but it's not the it's not the thing that everybody's saying I don't think that the Cal... I think even the <clears throat> least woke member of the california democratic party would know better than to go after someone just for being gay and or asian
2: oh yeah no i, I don't think that that's the motivating factor here all but well, i'm also not surprised that in groups like equality california or you know um, I, I didn't catch who uh, the other group was the asian american uh, national group but i i'm not it would, it's not surprising that they would use that as a, a talking point though and 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 Know, make make that the case whether or at least bring it to mind right whether whether uh, it's true or not um yeah but it's it, it looks to be obvious just political haberdashery um and you know uh we'll see how it how it turns out who ends up on on top um but like i said I, it's a it, it'll be a good fight yeah, but there's, there's also even a bigger wrinkle with redistricting and the new, new assembly district lines being drawn and Evan having to figure out you know, where he's going to end up and where he might run because he might get drawn out of a majority of the district that he currently represents. Um, I, don't think that'd be a, I don't think that'd be a problem
1: for him. He's well enough known around the South Bay that I think that, that if, if the opinion. districts, even if it got drawn
2: in a way that others would think were uh, not favorable to him, I don't think he would have that kind of problem. Yeah, you know, it's, 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 that's how I feel. Um, although it puts him in to just dis- right now, he'd be in a district with another current sitting with the, the exact assembly member replaced him as the chair of this committee. So it's a very interesting, um, and they're supposed to, and they're supposed to be friends, but haven't talked about it. Well, right. Um, but so- they
1: they could very well be friends. It doesn't stop the fucking speaker from trying to pit them against each other
2: not at all. Oh, absolutely not at all. And and that's uh, another, just another wrinkle in the political, uh, in, in this, uh, political incident.
1: In fact, if you were trying to like kneecap this guy, what if the what if not only is the person that they want to replace him with like a friend of his? What if that's like one of his closest allies in the assembly? And then it's a fucking shrewd and nasty move to try to pit them against each other. Do you know what I'm saying?
2: Oh yeah, it's not it's not necessarily the case with these two, but they're they're definitely not. But en- what I'm saying, I'm just saying know, that there's exactly, ways in exactly which
1: exactly exactly. there's ways in which if they're if they're if they're close or connected or work Mm -hmm. together on on things in the assembly that it's that if you want to kneecap evan low for whatever reason then getting it getting his friends to turn on him or whatever might not be the worst strategy
2: no not at all all right
1: so we got one more thing on down ballot watch before we start they should have never built the fucking stadium in santa clara it was great for me to go get the vaccine there and i'm glad it was there because it was efficient but every time a fucking city builds these stadiums they're like oh look at all this money we're gonna get it's gonna be fantastic and then all of a sudden nope it sucks (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) it's like it's like a mini version of the olympics that keeps happening to city after city after city after city where they're well where they they don't anyway this is just about the curfew um like you said on the thing like dave matthews or some jam band might be really happy that the curfew's been extended (laughs) maybe fish for example Councilman, they might be hey. happy that the curfew would extend after ten. The ten o'clock curfew is stupid. Um, if you're gonna put the stadium there, just accept that you're dumb and you put a stadium
2: there. <laughs> like I'm the- really sorry, okay. The 49ers spent four thousand four thousand dollars, four thousand dollars for every registered voter in Santa Clara on that campaign. Actually it might have been more ten thousand dollars for every registered voter in the campaign. That's a lot of money. That's well, here we go. Here's it. the latest story about the stadium.
6: A years-long battle over concerts at Levi Stadium and a so-called music band has come to an end. Big acts, as we reported before, have pulled out of performing because they're not allowed to go past 10 p.m. during the week. That's going to change now. NBC Bay Area's Ian Cole has the big
8: development, which might anger some of the neighbors. The weeknight curfew at Levi Stadium has caused finger-pointing between the 49ers and City of Santa Clara and even performers like Ed Sheeran to cancel plans to perform there. For years, nearby neighbors have told us they detest the late-night concerts. Sometimes it will be unbearable. So in 2017, the Santa Clara City Council said the curfew would be enforced. No concerts past 10 p.m. Sunday through Thursday and 11 on Fridays and Saturdays, no exceptions. But on Tuesday, the new. Council voted for three to lift the curfew for special occasions during the week. The change allows for five non NFL events, like a concert, to be approved by the city manager so they can go one hour past curfew from 10 all the way up to 11. And if there are Ooh. more beyond those five events, that would have to be approved by the city council. Some people who live right near the stadium aren't happy with the move.
0: And I feel like maybe during the week, it's a little bit too much, especially if you have like younger kids. I do have a younger sister who attends school in the day time Um, and then I myself work really early in the morning so I try to go to bed early but it's kind of hard when you have noise like from the stadium.
8: City Councilman Anthony Becker says weeknight concerts are needed because the revenue from those non-NFL events goes back to the city.
1: So my job now as an elected official is to make sure that we are going to make as much money as we can off of this stadium. And that is going to come with very transparent oversight. Tear that shit down, down too. Make sure that
8: operations are going smoothly
1: and making sure that the
8: neighborhood's concerns are addressed. The 49ers who run operations at the stadium applaud the change, saying in part, This decision will help draw world-class entertainment to Santa Clara and will not only excite those in our community who love live music, but will also generate necessary revenue for the city of Santa Clara, local hotels, and small businesses. Ian Cole, NBC Bay Area News.
2: That's my boy Rahul with the comms. Just telling you.
1: Just telling you. They're like, we're going to build a stadium in your city. Just vote no.
2: Yep. It's, it's been the case just about everywhere. Um, and this is not just like in the city, like, you know, at, uh, out by the industrial loading docks, right? They knew that there were in your neighborhoods right here and uh, they knew exactly what they were doing, building it. Um, people around it didn't have much power to stop it because they, you know, they're the ones that live near the stadium, but they're not the majority of the city. The majority of the city lives South of one oh one and they all voted for it. Um, cause what the fuck do they care? <laughs> they get the revenue, they get the 49ers, they get the, you know, they get to look at it, but they don't have to live with it. Um, so yeah, it, this is pretty typical of, um, you know, neighborhoods, low income neighborhoods getting screwed by these kind of deals. Um, especially when it comes to like a suburban stadium like this.
1: Um, and there's another
2: solution. <clears throat> Hear me out.
1: Turn it down. Oh yeah, no, they could
2: definitely turn it down.
1: Like, you know, when the cops come to your house and they don't break your party up, but they're like, you got to turn the music down. That's the solution here that nobody's even thinking of. Don't turn down the music. You can hear the concert if it's not screaming ass loud. So what, like a, what an act could do is at 10 o'clock, they go, all right, we're going to turn down that. We're going to turn everything down. We're going to turn down the lights. We're going to turn down the speakers. Everybody. I need like everybody, everybody. We're going to, we're going to mellow out. It's getting a little bit later. We're going to play you a few more songs. Everybody fucking everybody chill out, hold hands if you got somebody to hold hands with. We're gonna do a couple love songs. Like it's like you come on.
2: You do an acoustic number and like bring everyone down, right? And then when you come back with the electric, it's not as heavy, but people won't notice because you just took them down a notch.
1: <clears throat> or you just tell everybody we gotta turn it down. It's ten PM. You ever been to a house party? <laughs> you know, like we gotta turn it down a little bit.
2: Everybody, we're almost done here. <laughs>
1: huh. Turn it down. Fucking give everybody headphones and do silent disco. <clears throat> All right. So we're going to move on to and another thing we got down or we got a uh, local love coming up soon. I do believe I have Chip DeVille and Johnny Korn joining <coughs> me in studio. I may also have uh, Lauren Uros, uh, formerly of Three Rings Simeon, uh, joining us here, either via remote or live in studio. Um, but we got this. What's a, what's this last story? What's our and another thing story this week? Um,
2: I, I think we should just play it. It, it speaks for itself.
12: A family in Santa Cruz County nearly lost everything in a fire, but a good Samaritan was nearby. Fire started inside a home in Scotts Valley this month. The family wasn't home, but the pets were trapped. A nearby jogger was about to warn the family, their ring camera, with their ring camera, and called 911. They let him inside, and he rushed in the burning home to save the family's four pets.
6: I wanna give him a hug, I'll buy him lunch, I'll buy him dinner. I don't know. I wanna just thank him so much and let him how let him know how thankful we are. My kids, myself, my husband, we would be devastated if we lost our pets, let alone our home.
12: Today the family says they were able to find the man, thank him. Fire department says he could be honored with a commendation.
2: Cool. Give him a commendation. Right. That's that's and another that's another thing. That's usually what we like to honor is uh you know, a little human interest, a little animal interest. And it's great when they can both come together. So good in that guy for jogging and taking care of himself. Good in him for rescuing the cats. Good in the people for trusting him and to go inside their house and get the cats.
1: Well, I mean, the shit's on fire. And the guy like rang the doorbell I'll be like, dude, your shit's on fire. You're, gonna, you're probably going to be like, you know, this is probably a trustworthy kind of person. Usually I would go away from a house fire. You know what I'm saying? Bung, <laughs> bung, bung. Bung, bung, bung. Hello? Would- Wouldn't you, if you saw a house fire, be like, "I'm going to go away from this house that's on fire"?
2: Well, I would. I would at least like just get my cell phone out probably and call nine one one like right away before walking up to the door and ringing the ring. But, um, like, hey man, your house is on fire. Um, that'd be interesting, though. I I don't have Ring, but that'd probably be an interesting pickup.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a Ring either. In fact, I fucking if, if somebody shows up unannounced they either know that the door's unlocked probably and they can just walk in because they're my friend or they're one of the few people that has a key, but otherwise, like if I'm in this room with the door closed working on something, I don't hear somebody knocking on the door. If I'm in bed, I don't hear nobody knocking on
2: the door. Don't come over. <clears throat> I've always just walked right in and just taken whatever I wanted. Just like at Nordstrom. <laughs> Did you listen to
1: a Jamiroquai song first?
2: Right. <laughs> anyway, thank you once again for today for a wonderful run through another fabulous docket of local derp.
1: We uh, also like are ending at almost exactly the right time because there'll be about a 10 minute break, which is usually I usually put the feet up 10 minutes early. So thanks, everybody, for listening to down ballot. You can check this podcast out. If you happen to be listening on our website, go on to the podcast app on your phone. When you search for down ballot, now we are the first one on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts. We used to be number two, and that really sucked because the podcast that came up as number one hadn't put on an episode in 18 months. Uh, you can you can follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media to check out all of our live shows and just some programming notes for people who are uh, generally checking things out. There will be a, an intellectual Dollar Tree podcast released this week, but there will be no live show for it. Um, me and HK are just going to do a pre-record because I have some shit to do tomorrow and I will talk a little bit about that during uh, Local Love. There is in fact a Dirtbag Dan show. So thanks Thanks everybody. This has been another episode of Down Ballot. We went a little bit long but just the right amount of long. This is Locals by Audible Smoke and um, I will see everybody in just a few minutes for Local Love. Peace out, councilman. Thanks for joining me. Música
13: To get the party started, pick up my phone just to check and see who's calling. Dress up real nice for the ladies at the bar, and I'm driving in my car just to get to where they are. Here at the local scene is where I plant my feet, it's where I smoke my cigarette, and I hold my drink. I look at all my friends, they're all blazing green, Here at the front of the stage, waiting for MTV Where are those guys who standing next to me with a pipe in his hand, ready to blaze for me? About five minutes later, we're all singing, We're get the fuck up on some. It's been like the sea, yeah. We do what we want, and what we want is to jam. So sit back and enjoy the band. We do what we want, what we want to do, and what we want is to jam. So sit back and enjoy the band, enjoy that band. I turn and head back. The bar for a refill, man, because you know where we are. We're headed out to the car to smoke another one, and another one. Woo! Now, just when the magic starts kicking in, now you left and you know now it's time to head in. All right, everybody, now it's time to grab a new drink, spark it if you got it, and then pass it to me. Yeah. We do what we want. And what we want is to jam, so sit back and enjoy the band. We do what we want, what we want to do. And what we want is to jam, so sit back and enjoy the band. The show tonight is down and dirty. and five, so we're headed outside Just spark up another joint. Now who's got my lighter? Stoner E of course. Shouldn't you be inside? I'm all up in this bitch, being who I gotta be. I'm fucked up like the U.S. economy. The truth is is that I don't think logically. Take you on a psychedelic odyssey Now inside motherfuckers is rockin' me And outside shit we smoke a lot of rockin' me Rocky DeRolli, you're the sexy groovy jockin' me. ain't too drunk to fuck, but don't probably do a slapin' We do what we want What we wanna do And what we want is to jam So sit back and enjoy the band the Dance with the band enjoy the band We do what we want to. And what we want is to jam, so sit back and enjoy the man. Molly said, Do he like jamming? And he hoped he liked jamming too. Well, I gotta say, Thank you, Bobby, do. Yes, I gotta say, Thank you, Bobby, we do. Well, Bob Molly said, Do he like jamming? And he hoped he liked jamming too. Well, I gotta say, Thank you, Bobby, do. Yes, I gotta Think about we do, yeah. We do what we want And what we want is the James So sit back and enjoy the the man We do what we want And what we wanna do what we want is the James So sit back and enjoy the bit Enjoy that man We do what we want What we wanna do what we want So sit back and enjoy the band Enjoy the band We do what we want And what we want is the jam So sit back and enjoy the band